Good to go, John. Good to go. I feel fired up. I need yep. some shine. <laughs> I don't want to. That's yep, not that's, heaps COVID, sir. That's, that's used shine. <laughs> it's taking the shine off it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> shine without shine. Mm. <laughs> I'll give you a shiner. Mm. Even people don't punch you in the face. That would hurt. Yeah, that's right. That's what a shiner. shiner. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. black eye. A black eye, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's a shiner. Yeah, tell you what. I've that to yeah, yeah, giving out a few of those mm. in my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's Especially in chip yeah. lunch when people have to get yeah, the wrong answer. Right. Yeah. Can't put a saddle on this bracket. <laughs> Welcome to the Chip Lunch Podcast and welcome to uh, the Third Space Studio here at Soul Revival Church. Um, I'm very excited to be talking about how we grew up as Christians again with um, a very special guest. But before I get to our guest, my name's Joel, by the way. Ethan, you're back on the podcast. I'm back. I've, I've, I've making my return. Um, <laughs> triumphant. <laughs> it sounds return. like that shine's taking its effect on I'm you. currently drinking, for those who are not watching this, uh, if you're if you check can, it out on YouTube. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, I'm drinking an energy drink called Shine Plus. Uh, it's it's quite effective. You want to read off some ingredients here? Because oh, I, like, I don't think they're that bad. Like not too bad for you anyway. Green coffee beans, green tea, L-theanine, I don't know, turmeric and ginkgo biloba. And there's some other nice stuff in there as well. Like, I don't know. What flavour is it? Uh, it is orange mango. Ooh. I need to try some of that. Yeah, it's actually anyway. pretty good. All right, let's stop talking about Shine. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about our guest, John. How are yeah. you, mate? I'm well, I'm well. Thank you. I'm just wondering, is there any musk stick going on in that Shine? No, Ooh. but I'll have a good oh, musk stick. Green musk sticks. Mm. That could be interesting. That would be delicious. Yeah, Goodness that'd me. Be, that'd give you a bit of Shine. It really would, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. fantastic to have you on, John. Thank, thank you. For, thank yeah, you for joining it's us. Good it's good to be here. Yeah, no, it's yeah. really cool to have you yeah, on. Opportunity. Yeah, what an opportunity! You're going to take advantage of uh, this opportunity. What do you? What do you? What do you, yeah, what might, you be, might be able to plug my wares. Oh, yeah. what are you selling? That's <laughs> <laughs> what's exciting. <laughs> um, as we ask every single guest that comes on, the first question is always: How do you like to have your hot chips? How do I like to have my hot chips? Um, typically, a bit of mustard. And, Ooh, whoa. and well, barbecue sauce. Wow. We haven't at had the same before. time. Yeah, at the same time. That's amazing. In. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, just before we move on, what kind of salt? Uh, plain salt. Yes. I don't want chicken. Well, you're not having chicken salt not, if not you're chicken. having mustard and barbecue. Yeah, exactly. That's, 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 right. that's, that's, that's just too much going on. Way too much wow. going on. There is yeah. a lot going on there. So, yeah. why, so that's do you amazing. know why? How did you come across this? Like? Oh, I just came across. I, I noticed when I'd been out at various functions, I'd seen people that had kind of that had dipped so, dipped a chip in the yellow mustard mm. and then dipped it in something like the brown barbecue sauce. So there were stripes in there, so Whoa. you could see it. And I thought, oh, someone's actually tried both of these. Mm. I thought this is a good tactic. I'm going to give this a crack. Nice. And so I've come along behind them and done the similarly unsocial thing and mm. dipped the hot chip mm. into the <laughs> into the mustard and then into the barbecue sauce and thought, wow, this rocks. That is that amazing. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like um, I love the flavour of mustard on a burger, for example, like American mustard, because it's like yeah, um, they yeah. do that in like a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's got the tomato sauce and then the mustard yep. together. It just yep. makes a mad flavour. And not too hot. You know, and I'm, I'm not interested in rocket fuel. Yeah, either am I really yeah. for mustard. Yeah. yeah, not that fast. Yeah. We might need to get some mustard. Maybe we should start putting the sauces on the table, Ethan. <laughs> Only if you let us include chicken salt. Oh, oh okay. no, no, chicken salt's okay. allowed. So, I just don't agree with it. Fun fact: I saw so a little while ago we had this thing where we um where we had the, we made this joke about having a portable um, chicken salt 
shaker right. um, on your key ring right? on your key ring mm. oh, and okay. I was like oh that'd be a really funny little like merch drop or something and I'm like oh it's just silly but there is a market for it that I didn't know existed oh. because if you go to I think it's uh, I think it's 7-Elevens or maybe it's oh no I think it's Caltex's anyway the, Ampol, the Ampoles now they're turning Ampoles sorry Ampoles. Yeah. The, um, the 4 and 20 pie yeah. people if you buy one of those you get a free tomato sauce on a keychain Oh, and I really? was like, "This is this is our opening." There is a market. There is a market, and yes, it's for free. But so no one's actually buying these things. But they're buying mm. pies to get tomato sauce on a keychain. Mm. Yeah. So the disappointing thing is that um, the market is ahead of you. It is. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yep, I need yep. to, we need to catch yep. up. Yeah, that's um, right. Yep. But we can we can we can still catch. We can wave. we can still do it. Innovate, yeah. move yeah. ahead, yeah. ahead yeah. of the curve. Exactly. Right. Right. Get in front. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, get in front <laughs> of the wave, guys. It's coming. But it's a real thing. So I was pretty I was pretty shook by that. Yeah, very exciting. Well, Only found by someone that spends a lot of time in so petrol, there's a plug. Service, yeah. petrol stations. Yeah. There's a plug. Now you're plugging some wheels. Exactly your right. server. Get your, get, your, get your 4 and 20 pie and your little key ring Minus checker. horse keychain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, With some plain salt. And then we'll get we'll get the salt shaker keychain. Um, yeah, yeah. Just a chip lunch branded one. Yeah. That actually would be pretty cool. I'd be all about that. I think we might need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Put it on the list of many things you've got to do. Oh, I'll, I'll do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, John. We'll be on the website. Yeah. Well. Just whisper it quietly. We'll plug later. There's a Soul Revival shop coming. There's a shop coming. Yeah, with clothing. That's really exciting. That one. Whoa. There's going to be a shop. Shh. Coming Shh. soon. Um, John. <laughs> Shh. Don't tell anyone. This is not going out on the internet. Not at all. Yeah. Um, John, the next question we want to ask is, how did you become a Christian? So, I uh, pretty boring story, really. I no, guess it was no way story is ever boring. No, I don't want to hear that. Let's let's hear let's hear your story. Yeah, way not back the in the beginning, my mum took me along to Sunday school, mm-hmm. carrying bar prezies. It was a bit of a plug there for the old Presbyterians mm-hmm. down in the s- in the Sunland Shire of yeah, Sydney. Yeah, mm-hmm. shy boy, grew up a shy boy. Yep, um, and just kind of steadily um, went to church there and um, um, sat in Sunday school. And there was a turning point came in the 1979 Billy Graham Crusade. Wow, okay. wow that's cool. I went there along at, at Randwick Racecourse it was. Okay. There was a whole heap of people there and yep. yeah, I went forward at that time. And How old were you then? Um, I was uh, 15 at that time. Yep. yep. Very yep. cool. And went along at that time and um, uh, yeah, and, and made a commitment there and there was a, a guy there and he gave me a booklet and your little red booklet, I remember it now, it wasn't that big, it was only about that tall. Mm-hmm. Went home and kind of worked through that and that was pretty cool. And I had some, I had some Christian friends at the time as well and kind of talked it through with them and mm. was like, yeah, yeah, we're into this, um, you know, kind of giving our lives to Jesus at the same time. Wow, that's really around, cool. Around about then, yep, yep. That's cool. And so, um, yeah, stayed on at uh, Kangbar Prezies for, um, through to the end of school. And then, um, and then got with a bunch of schoolmates and um, and went to church with them at a different church where there were um, there were some nice, pretty nice girls. <laughs> and uh, flirt to convert. Yeah, that's right. Flirt <laughs> yeah. to convert. Yeah, yep, yep. And within about six months, all four of us were dating. Um, but uh, it, it was all about God. We were, yeah, mm. we were a pretty committed group and still are. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Well, t- tell me more about the what happened at Billy Graham. So at Billy Graham. Um, they they gave this they gave this call after Billy had spoken, um, and I can barely remember him speaking. Mm. But they gave this call for people who were ready to make a commitment, and um, and I was there with my mum. I think I was there with my sisters as well. I've got two sisters, mm. and so and so I got up, and you kind of went forward into this area, and there were a whole bunch of 
of um, helpers that were obviously organised as part of the crusade. And, um, yeah, and they were, they were probably just, the guy, the guy was probably a late teenager, um, early 20s, and you'd just sit down with them and they'd just kind of go through the basics mm-hmm. of, um, of what you're believing and talk, you know, a bit of an introduction to this little booklet and you'd kind of do the first few pages together about who Jesus is and what it means to trust him. And, um, you know, I can't even remember if we prayed together at that time. I don't, I'm not even sure that we did that. But it was just about, um, and he kind of really encouraged me, and I was pretty excited about it and really encouraged me to go away and continue to work through the booklet um, and then talk to people at my church about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So your parents Christians? My my mum has was always a Christian. Yep. Bless her, she's now gone to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and my father wasn't. So my parents mm-hmm. um, divorced at a very young age. I was actually, yeah. had my first six years in Melbourne. Oh, wow. Born, in, born a born Melbourne, Melbourne boy. Yeah. Yep, okay. yep. And then, yeah, my parents divorced and my mum had been a shy girl. Okay. And so when my parents divorced, my, um, my father stayed in Melbourne and my two sisters and I came with mum up to, the, up to live at Caring Bar. How did your mum, did your mum and dad meet in the, sh- well, she's saying your mum was from the Shire, but yeah. did they meet in Sydney or did they meet in Melbourne? They did meet in Sydney. They had, um, um, there were two, um, their parents new mutual friends and okay. so they they were introduced right. through that yeah right yeah and that was in sydney but then you they moved to melbourne before mm. they before yeah they so they must you. have had a long distance kind of dating thing i yeah, guess okay. yeah and then um yeah i don't i'm not even sure where they got married but then they yeah, they lived in melbourne why why did they move to melbourne um i guess that was where my father was and yeah it would have probably was never uh, would have talked about it and said, that, yeah, that was the choice yeah, yeah okay yeah. yeah no worries yeah. um Did that shape you? Do you think, like your parents getting divorced pretty early? Oh yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah, definitely and, did. and also just it like listening tough. to Jesus and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was tough growing mm-hmm. up in a divorced family. Do you feel like yeah. you're happy to share that? Yeah, yep, yep. So every um, my parents had a good relationship still, and I remember um, my dad used to come up every now and then to our house at Sydney, mm. and um, and he sometimes he'd come in and he'd have a meal, and I remember talking to the the kids that I used to play with, neighbourhood kids. Um, about this and they'd be like but your parents are divorced don't divorced parents yell at each other and they can't stand each other and I'd be like no no my mum and dad are you know happy to sit down and talk about us and work through issues together and I'd actually never seen them yell at each other or be violent or anything like that so that was good yeah um and every school holidays my sisters and I would um my mum would put us onto an aeroplane and we'd fly down to Melbourne spend the school holidays with dad Mm. Um, or, or a, a chunk of them and then fly back and either go back to school or spend a bit of the school holidays yeah. with, with mum here in Sydney. So You said it so was tough just not having your dad there all the time? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. just growing up without a father figure. I think it was, it was probably tougher on me than it was on my sisters mm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Your sister's older or younger? One of each. Okay. One okay. Of each. So, so, yeah, yeah, so they both kind of had a mum to, to model on. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I didn't have that so much. I, an, um, I had an uncle who was um, a shy boy and he, he kind of recognised that I was growing up without a, a father figure and so he kind of took me under his wing. He had two sons, but they were about, um, about five years and eight years younger than me. Okay. And so my uncle was pretty good about that. He kind of took me under his wing a bit and he'd take me off and, and we'd do blokey things. And, <laughs> and he ended up, um, he was the guy that ended up giving me a guitar and uh, kind of taught me a bit to play how to play the guitar and that was kind of the start of 
of my um, musical adventure. Oh, right. It was a funny story, actually. Every, um, every birthday that we had in the family, he would come round to our place and he would bring his guitar and he would, um, and he would always then sing happy birthday for whoever was having the birthday. Right. And so this one birthday came and uh, Uncle Ken, he's, his name was Ken, he, would, he, he came round and, um, and he, he had the guitar and I thought, oh, yeah, here's Ken, he's going to... Um, He's going to be here to... He's brought the guitar to sing Happy Birthday. And he said, Happy Birthday, John. And he gave me the guitar. Oh, oh really? That's like, cool. Whoa. <laughs> and he and my mum had kind of worked through it. Yeah. Um, and so mum had bought herself a guitar um, just kind of to be with me in the start, hmm. just in terms of learning. So I wasn't just struggling and I wasn't hmm. going to get nowhere and, and throw it away. Hmm. And, so, and so mum and I kind of both launched into lessons Oh, so um, she didn't know have any musical, like a lot of musical no, ability? Yeah, no, okay. she didn't. Um, cool. So we were both learning, a, the, learning the guitar, but I very quickly accelerated away from her. Hmm. And, um, and I think when she could see that I was grabbing it and running it and really mm. enjoying it and doing a lot with it, um, she kind of backed off and, yeah, she felt it wasn't really... She wasn't, she wasn't learning as fast as I was. Hmm. Um, She's probably a bit busier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> running a family. Yeah. How old were you at that time when you got the guitar? Oh, yeah. was I? Oh, like what birthday, do you know? Yeah. Oh, I'd be struggling to remember. It's probably. fascinating how you remember the like the giving of the guitar, but mm. not what birthday that was. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, probably around 13 or 14. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. was it your uncle a Christian as well? No, no, he okay. was not. He was I was not. just wondering that if um, you, you said that your mum was a Christian all the time, mm. but yep. um, your dad probably wasn't. Correct. Um, do you think that played a part in terms of them separating? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, again, just reaching back into the early memories. Oh, <laughs> um, I think she she always classed herself as a believer, but she, I don't think she ever really got it before they okay. were married. Yeah. Um, and I know her parents didn't really get it either. Uh, but um, after she was divorced... And um, and we moved back to the Shire. Um, she she got a much better grasp on Christianity, and I really I, I'm not aware of the circumstances that led her to taking us all to Carringbar Presbyterian mm-hmm. Church. Um, but I think that's where the, that's where the real growth for her would have really happened, and she would have recognised pretty quickly. I think that uh, she wasn't believer. I would believe her before, and she recognised pretty quickly that her parents were not believers. Um, and so it was probably partly through the trauma of the divorce, actually, that um, that she turned to turned to Christ. As a result, she kind of right. recognised that there was there was okay. something more to life, mm. and um, yeah, and Christ came in and moved in her life, and that that's mm. what I think that's how we all wound up there at um, yeah, Carringbar Prezies. And are, you Christ- are your sisters Christian? They are very much awesome, so, very much so. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And our father's still not. Mm. Yeah. So I say, Mum's gone to be with the Lord. Yeah. My father's still not, and my sisters and I, we pray for him very regularly. <laughs> and um, he's, he's led a pretty wild life, kind of smoked and drunk for most of his life. And, um, and his health is not good. Mm. But um, we, my sisters and I, continue to be faithful signposts, just pointing mm. the way to Jesus for him. And we just think um, perhaps the reason that he is um, living on and on is just God giving him a second chance and a third chance to come to Christ. And we just keep on praying that... Um, but he will take that. Yeah. Um, and as I say, just try and be faithful signpost, pointing it out, pointing it out to him. It's funny, uh, 
it's funny dad always says he says oh, i can see that you're, you're a christian john and this and this thing i can see that it really works for you is what he says oh yeah, yeah. okay i can see it works for you but he says oh, i just don't believe it mm. he actually um believes the gospel according to um kerry packer <laughs> you know, remember when you remember kerry packer passed away and he was actually dead for a bit oh yes yes and he said there's a light he yep. talked about the light didn't he no no so he came back and he said um oh, no, he famously no. said there is nothing there yeah. i've oh. been to the other side yep and there's nothing there. He's like, I've got good news or bad news, doesn't he? It's yeah. Like the good yeah. news is that I came back or something. And the bad yeah. news is there's nothing there yeah. at the end. Yeah. yeah. There's absolutely nothing there. My dad keeps quoting uh, Kerry Packer and I say, yeah, the gospel according big, to Kerry Packer. A big fan of Kesa yeah. Packer, is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's a big fan of anyone that supports his notion that it, it isn't real. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sad but true. Yeah. That's mm. unfortunate. Yeah. It's, um, it's so interesting that um, how beautiful it is when you do notice the Holy Spirit working in someone's life. Like that idea of your mom actually, she was a believer, but she didn't get it. Mm, but there was a point yeah. where the Holy Spirit actually really moved in her and, um, and and she did get to that point where she got it. And I think something that we've been seeing on Chip Lunch for so many episodes now is, um, is often people will start with a, like especially people who grew up in Christian families, uh, will say things like, oh yeah, my story was pretty boring but there was often moments this isn't a boring story (laughs) yeah it's not a boring story at all um and but in in all cases there's there's moments where the holy spirit goes hey this is this is where you're going yeah um and it's yeah it's really really cool to um yeah to see that in action Mm. uh, in each other's Mm. lives and yeah so I, I just wanted to say this is this isn't boring. Like it's right. a really really right. cool, yeah, yeah. Um, really encouraging yeah, yeah. Oh, story thus far. Anyway, thus far it's going to be discouraging after this. <laughs> <laughs> Beware the boring corner. Yeah, yeah. The boring corner. <laughs> That's all right. So uh, let's go back to your teenage years. Mm-hmm. You said that you mum started going to church. Yeah. Then yep. so you're obviously going to church with your mum. And then you went to Billy Graham, one of the cru- is it not the Crusades? Yeah, it was Billy Graham Crusade, Crusade. Yeah, Rambert, okay. Rambert Racecourse. I was yeah, a, yeah. I was worried about getting into the Middle Ages. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and so you became a Christian around fifteen. Yeah. Is that right. Yep. Yep. Right around fifteen. So and so I, we, we always like to talk on Chip Lunch too about turning points. So you've talked about a few of them. Then what's what's the what happens after that turning point? You said you decided to go to a different church with your friends. Was that, in, was that after high school? Yeah, it was after high school. You said yeah. you were at Caring yeah. Presbyterian. Caring Presbyterian, yeah, all the way through school. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then so how was it, I mean, 15, you're still high school. How's it, mm. how's it being a Christian in high school? Um, yeah, well, it was interesting because um, so at 15, I was in, I was actually uh, at a local public school. Mm-hmm. Um, Endeavour High School yep. um, down here at Caring Bar. Cool. Um, but then my, my parents had always been keen on me having a private education. So for years 11 and 12, I, um, I went to um, the Scots College over right. in Bellevue Hill. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And how did that, I mean, like, surely that's a bit of a culture shock going from a, private, a public school to a private school to begin <laughs> Absolutely. with. Absolutely. It was, it was, it was a, yeah, yeah, it was a real culture shock for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was really difficult because by, by year 11, You've um, you've made all your friendships, yeah, mm. um, and they're all kind of pretty set. And here I was coming in as this new guy, mm. um, in all these different friendships, and yeah, it was it, it was really tough. Mm. Um, but I was still definitely a believer there. And um, so interesting story: once a fortnight, we had to go to chapel. Okay, it was, it was just part of your to- your timetable. It was like another class. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would go into chapel at Scott's and there'd be, there was this, um, there was always this old guy that was the, the school chaplain and he gave, between us girls, he gave pretty boring, dry sermons. And, um, and I used to look at my fellow students 
carving swastikas in the backs of the pews. <laughs> swastikas? In the chapel at Bloody. Scott's College. That's a bit wild. And just putting graffiti wild. on there. Yeah. And I'd look at this guy preaching these stale old sermons and I would pray for my fellow students and think, my goodness, this is a golden opportunity for these guys mm. to hear the gospel. And, um, and this guy is just preaching really stale old sermons that even as a believer I would struggle to focus on and follow along with and I thought wow this is a a huge opportunity lost Mm. and so I guess I I learned to understand that um that Scots is a church school but not necessarily a Christian school where um where all the teachers so none of the teachers as I know as far as I know were Christian it certainly wasn't a requirement Mm. that to teach at a school like Scots you had to be a Christian um and so um, I c- continued to go to Caringbar Prezies on the Sunday evening, and that was one of the, that was one of the um, going to that church, and um, and my faith in Christ was you know really um, one of the the pillars that got me through those two years. They were tough years. In terms of just not enjoying your friendships. Yeah, yeah. Well, not 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 having developed friendships at Scotts, which they would have developed maybe even from kindergarten at yeah that place. that's right mm-hmm. that's Scots, right yeah. and i still had friends from endeavor high but we saw very little of each other i kind of kind of dropped out from that whole scene especially because you're traveling so far as yeah. well for that yeah mm. yeah it was kind of an hour and a half on the train each way yep. and there was a real social scene on the train because there were a whole lot of other mm. private sc- private kids from also doing the same yep. train trip so you'd all get to know each other and mm. There'd be, you know, there's been some, some skylarking on the trains <laughs> during such long Were trips. you on those old Red Rattlers? No, mm-hmm. never the Red Rattlers. Okay. It was only ever the Double Deckers by the time, yeah, okay. by the time I was there. But there'd be I some heard, I've heard stories from my mum and dad about the Red Rattlers that they, you could just open the doors and basically while it was travelling along, you just open it and just hang out on the side and do all Yeah, well, it, it was the same with the ones we had, yep, yep. And in fact, you could open the doors and there were some handles above the doors and some guys would, not me, but some... <laughs> These people I know yep. <laughs> would jump up and grab onto the handles, so they're what? dangling there, and then they'd kick their legs out between poles. Mm. You know, you'd look at the way you get the way they're going. Yeah, no, right. Pass Ooh. the pole and kick. Are they legs doing out. that in the tunnels? No, I never saw them do it in the tunnels. Yeah, I was going to say but that'd um, be even scarier. Yeah, do it do between it. poles. Mm. There was one. There was one tunnel event where um, one of the guys, the doors closed on his bag, so his bag was <laughs> outside the train, and he was inside. <gasps> oh no! For um. Yeah, I think that was uh, between King's Cross and Edgecliff. Yep. And um, and so the yeah the bag was outside, and he I think he didn't make it in, and I was on the inside, so I was holding onto the handles of his bag, and he <gasps> said and he said I'll see you at King's Cross. He kind of ran, ran along beside the train and said I'll see you at King's Cross. So he didn't even get on the train. He didn't get on. He didn't even get on the train. Oh, and you were just holding his on the bag. Train. Yeah, yeah. I think he kind of shoved his bag and trying to try and realise the door it. the door yeah, closed, and I right. kind of grabbed his bag and, yep. So his bag stayed outside with me <laughs> holding onto it between Edgecliff and King's Cross. <laughs> that's amazing. And then I jumped off and the next train he came along and there he was. That's so good. Oh, that's good on you for doing that. Well done. Yep, yep. That's, that's a funny story. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I've never had a bag get stuck outside a train before. No? No. Okay. No. Uh, okay, so you're finishing high school, right? Yeah. What, yep. what, is there yep. a, would you have a plan after that? I'm guessing the music is going to play a part. Well, the music, yeah, it, it, I actually didn't do a lot of music when I was at Scott's. Um, and then when I finished school, I kind of, I'd studied hard and I'd enjoyed, um, 
Uh, so I should say, yeah, the school, the study, the academic side of it had been a real struggle mm. for me. I, I, did, I did pretty well, but I wasn't a happy studier. And oh, you so, didn't enjoy just studying night and day? Yeah, just slugging away at it. Um, and so when I finished school, I actually applied to go to uni. I applied to do um, electrical engineering at, uh, at uh, UCID. And I also applied at Qantas to, um, to get an apprenticeship as an avionics guy. Okay. Cool. As an avionics apprentice. And I, I got accepted into the two of them. Oh. Um, so, and uh, um, as I say, I ha- I, it had been a slug doing all that study. So mm. I thought, oh, do I go into more, straight into more study and more slug? And I, was, and I didn't really feel up to it. And so I, um, yeah, I took the, uh, the apprenticeship with Qantas. So what is it? Sorry, av- avionics? Avionics. So avionics. it's really electrical, radio and instrument. Oh, avionics. Right. Electrical, radio and instrument for aeroplanes. So I'd, I'd long had an, instru- an, an interest in aeroplanes yep. and an interest in electronics. So I thought, oh, yeah, how can I combine the two of them and did a bit of, did a bit of career research and found that, yeah, you could, uh, you could become like an aircraft mechanic and electrical one. Very cool. So I thought, oh, yeah, that could work. Um, and at the same time, yeah, just to keep my options open, as I applied to yeah. uni to do an electrical engineering degree, so I had the luxury of being able to choose between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you still yeah. work at Qantas, right? Have you been there I ever do. since? No, I've not. Okay. I've <laughs> okay. not. Well, that's a long that's a long stretch to be yeah. in the same place. Yeah. Um, tell us more about. Hey, I'm going to get this wrong again. Av- avi- avionics. Avionics. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Tell, so tell us more about that. What did, what did that mean for you when you, you, you got into it? So that meant um, I was working at Qantas um, pretty much. Um, in the start, I think it was three days a week. And I was doing TAFE two days a week. Okay. Um, yep. And then, and then TAFE backed off down to one day a week for the rest, for the rest of the apprenticeships. So the rest of the time you're on the tools, kind of working on... 747s and 767s and mm. it was a lot of fun yeah, yeah i really enjoyed it mm. um was that where's that at in sydney yeah in, in mascot in mascot yeah. yep okay yeah. which is right near where the airport is yep. mm. yeah yeah so that was really good and, but by the time i got to the end of it i mean the um compared to compared to the study load i'd had for the hsc and compared to i think a university degree the, the tafe course i kind of cruised through that it was pr- it was pretty mm. easy and I thought, yeah, I'm kind of ready to do more and ready to get back into study. And so I then applied at Qantas to, um, to um, obtain a traineeship where they would then pay to put me through uni, oh, essentially wow, through cool. an electrical engineering degree. Because yeah, yeah. I knew that I'd, I knew that I'd got in at, um, at UC when I'd finished school. So I knew there was a good, it was very likely that I would get back in again. Yep. So, so that's what I did. I applied at Qantas to be taken on as um, an electrical engineering trainee. And by that time, yeah, I'd already had, I had my TAFE certificate and I had no, I'd completed the apprenticeship. And so they then took me on as a trainee. And so then I had this, uh, this really cool situation where I would spend six months working full-time at Qantas and then six months full-time at the University of Technology here in Sydney. There you go. That sounds pretty cool. That's yeah. a great way. And, that, and they would pay me f- all year. <laughs> Pay me full time. Got your full time salary. salary. That's the yeah. life. Yeah, that's really cool. That's yeah, great. yeah. So I did that. So what was the the key moment of that time in your life? Do you think? Like, was there? It was or that decision. Maybe the decision was your the key moment of your life. You yeah, were stoked it, with it your was, decision. Yeah. So having got to the end, as I say, TAFE was it wasn't really wasn't that challenging. And I got to the end and thought there must be, uh, there must be more to education than this. Mm. 
Um, and that was when I looked around and found that, yeah, there were in fact um, degreed engineers that work at Qantas at a higher level than the work that I was doing on the aeroplane. Um, their kind of d their design work and approval work, all that kind of stuff. And, I, and that was when I decided, that was the, my turning point. I decided, yep, that's really what I want to do. That's really what I want to do. And so I actually, I actually went and applied. And when I originally applied, there were no positions. Um, but I said to the manager, look, I've, um, I've started, I actually started uni part-time um, once I'd finished the apprenticeship and I was just working as, an, as a mechanic, as an electrical mechanic. I started uni in the evenings and I went and saw the, uh, the manager of the department I wanted to be in and I would, uh, I would bug him um, <laughs> twice a month. Yep. I've, I, would, I would phone him on one occasion and then two weeks later I'd go up and knock on his door and I'd say, I want, a, I want an electrical traineeship. Um, let me know when you've got one yeah. coming. And, and he didn't, uh, he, he was open to my, to my advancing. Yeah. And um, he said, look, yep, look, we'll see what we can do. Mm. And so I kept that up for, um, for about 12 months. Mm. And so by the time they actually had approved the position, he, he and I knew each other well and he knew that I was very keen. Mm. And there were other people that applied because um, it was a you know, pretty lucrative opportunity, um, as you can understand, for the company uh, paying you effectively full-time to go to university. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, he knew who I was, knew I was very keen, and so yeah, it was nice. a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, uh, that's cool. He accepted me into the position. So that was, and that was definitely a turning point, okay. in, certainly in my career. That's yeah. cool. And what about in terms of your Christian walk at this time? Yeah, so during that time, yeah, I had been, I continued with my, my other three mates, so there were four of us, at um at sylvania anglican church okay and, um, another, and another church in the shire another shire. yeah another yep. good, good old shire church <laughs> and um and the four of us we really grew in our um in our ministries and in our understanding of the gospel mm -hmm. under the teaching at sylvania and sylvania had a, had a pretty hard time they kind of had a a bit of a church split that went on okay and um and the four of us kind of stuck with it stuck with church and um so sorry when you say church with some people decided to leave is that yeah, yeah yeah there was a yeah there was a, a pentecostal group that uh, that decided to up and move off said theological um, differences yep mm. theological differences and um and that was a really interesting time also of getting um of getting my head into god's word and trying to understand well what you know what are these people saying and does it really align with the bible and so it really that that experience helped me um, greatly just in terms of reading the Bible for myself and um, not necessarily just believing what other people tell me about it mm. but recognizing that I should um, yeah to be a to be a real Christian I really needed to really get into the Bible myself not just rely on the teachings mm. that other people give me and so I really wrestled with a lot of the stuff that these Pentecostals had said was going on um, and yeah, really tried to understand, you know, what's going on there. There was a whole lot of talk about, you know, the gifts and speaking in tongues and all that kind of thing. Really understanding, yeah, yeah, how does this really fit in with what I've, I've underst had understood about Christianity up to then? It's quite fascinating the way that you know, Ethan, you already talked about it um, just before about the how the Holy Spirit moves. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how he's used um, some difficult times of your life, John, to be able to help you to grow. Mm. So, like, it's mm. like obviously with your parents' divorce, um, and and this situation in terms of when you were at this church, it's like that. I, I love the way that God decides to experience, like, or you know, gives them suffering mm. 
give us some difficult times in order that we grow in his the knowledge and, and of his love. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's um, fascinating that that's what you're saying. Um, it's so often that, that God makes us stop and think yeah. through stuff like that. Like mm. particularly, mm. particularly that moment, it was just like, well, what are all these people doing? Oh, well, I need to actually stop and read my Bible. Mm. That's what I've learned to do. Out. Like, it, yeah. It's really cool that that was the, the thing you learned out of all of that because, um, yeah, that's a a huge thing that the spirit does. It's just yeah, yeah. It's also encouraging that when you are like, there's a disagreement going on. Mm. Uh, the, you're f- like one of your original um, uh, first thing to go to was the Bible, mm. right? Yeah, rather than yeah. like, I think I find that really encouraging yeah. because I think that's a, it's a helpful way to look at if there are any disagreements with church or even outside of church. It's like, well, what does the Bible say? Mm. What does God's word mm. say first? Mm before we start putting anything on top of it that's going to perhaps change our perspective or change how we're trying to love people or work together with people. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, and that was definitely a crisis point. That was, mm, that was really okay. difficult because there were a lot of people um, that were kind of part of my church family that were then saying, no, no, we're up and we're going to go off in this direction. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, I'm not sure that I'm comfortable with that direction. Mm. So, and that, yeah, that was, it was definitely a struggle. It was definitely mm. a difficult time. It also shows that you were really quite strong in your identity, like with Jesus too, because it's like, even if we lose, there's a very annoying fly yeah, yeah, buzzing yeah. around yeah. us. Um, it, even if it was going to cause issues and you, you were, sadly your relationships were going to be probably damaged by these, the, the yeah. a certain group leaving. Absolutely. That you were saying, no, I'm more, um, more like in within Jesus stronghold, not Jesus stronghold. That's not the right. I my relationship with Jesus is more important mm. than my relationships with people, no matter how hard that is. Mm. That's what's really hard about yeah. it, I think. Because yep. um, you called it a crisis point. Yeah, it was absolutely a crisis point, and a, and a huge a huge growth time for me. I remember really really struggling with that time, with that time, really in tears sometimes with yeah. God about you know what's going on here. Is this yeah. really the right thing to do? Um, is it because mainly because you're going to lose friends? Yeah, yeah, I was going to lose friends. There was kind of a yeah break in relationships, yeah. and it was a real yeah. It had been it had been a great group th- before that, um, and it, it it clearly split. Mm. Uh, yeah, so there were a lot of um, yeah, a lot of close friends that uh, yeah I was no longer fellowshipping with. Uh, with yeah, that's really it. Would be really hard. I think it's really cool though hearing your response to that being one that's really biblical. Um, uh, we at Solis have our uh, our training thing, and it's called Berea. we call it Berea, mm. Berea. Uh, because yep. of Acts seventeen, yep. um, and like that is what the Bereans do in Acts seventeen. It says here that I just pulled it up before. Um, uh, Paul and Silas make their way to Berea, and on arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. And then verse eleven: Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Uh, and as a result, many of them believe and believed. And it was really cool that mm. you're able to, like, y- you were faced with this challenge of of do I actually believe what is being told to me? Mm. And mm. the response is. To, to actually examine the scriptures and figure that out for yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and a key part of that also was my friends because mm. I would get with them and we would examine the scriptures together. Mm. Yeah, and awesome. I, I found that enormously helpful. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, far more helpful than me just uh, just reading the scriptures on my own yeah. was getting with them because they, they'd, they'd been reading other bits and we'd get together and kind of compare notes and, and really we really wrestled with it. And, and you test each other. And, tho- and those times together I were really key times during, the, during that period for me. 
mm. my time with my friends where we talk about this kind of stuff and try and, and encourage each other to get it straight in our minds. And we'd even spend time praying about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really encouraging. And that again comes back to stuff like uh, in Hebrews where it's saying that, um, that when you're going through hard stuff, don't give up meeting together. Mm, it's like yeah. you, yep. you guys all could have gone, well, this is all hard. We're actually just going to tap out. Yeah, now yeah. Um, but instead you guys gathered together and, mm. and read the read the word of god and, and yeah. examined the scriptures together and that's yeah. that's a really yeah. important thing to do as christians that um that as we face stuff like that it's yeah that your, your response is exactly what we should be doing which is mm. turning to the bible and mm. doing that together rather yeah. than yeah. splitting off and figuring it out on their own and what was the yeah. outcome of that time yeah Obviously, some people left the church. Yeah, and it was, and it was a huge, uh, huge again, it was a huge time of personal growth. Mm. Um, yeah, and a whole lot of people left the church, and so the church was a whole lot smaller. Um, but we could see that those that remained, there was real commitment among them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, was certainly, the, the outcome was um, a, a, a significant, significant strengthening of the church. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, a significant drop in numbers, but those that remained... Um, knew what they believed and why they why they were still there and why they believed. Mm. And that's going yeah. back to yeah, like God uh, puts us through difficult times in order mm. to us to draw closer to Him. Yeah, and it sounds like that's what mm. happened happened in that situation. Yeah. So, what age were you then? Uh, so that was yeah, it was after school. So I would have been um, around nineteen. Wow, that's wow. a very formative time. That like, is huge mm. to, to really push you to that growth. Eh? Yeah, mm. yeah, it was. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it is interesting looking back on it. Even just talking with you guys can yeah can help me to see that every time, as you said, Ethan, they were crisis points. Yeah, mm. every time they were they weren't easy. They were difficult times mm. every time. That's where, that, that was where, where the we, growth was. Yes, where we grow, right? Yeah, and that's sometimes that I have the, like I have this one like oh like I don't want God to put me through suffering <laughs> but then like sometimes now as I become a bit more mature in my faith someone's like oh man this is hard but like I know I'm going to grow from this like and sometimes I'm a little bit excited about it because mm. I'm like it's hard but I know that like at the end of this there's something really good yeah like, really yeah. good and like yeah. to know that I'm getting growing closer to the father mm. Mm. it's like well I could probably do this, you know what I mean? And like we always have the, the hope that he, that God gives us through Jesus too. Yeah. Like we know that yeah. it will end. Mm. At some point it's going to end. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, to to suffer sometimes and like I don't want to minimise anyone's suffering either. But yeah, sometimes we're like, there's, there'll be some, there'll be a lesson here mm. and you never yeah. know what it is yeah. either. Yeah. And then you look, look back at it like we are now sometimes and you're like, Oh, that was what it was. Like, mm. God did not answer my prayer in any way that I wanted him to, mm. but mm. he still answered the prayer, but yeah, in, in a right. different way. So what's become my favourite verse over the years mm. is uh, directly related to this subject is Romans eight twenty eight. Awesome. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, mm. for those who are called. Yeah. And it'd just be like, yep, I'm going through this suffering, but it's not the good things, it's not just the good things that work out for good, it's the bad things that work out for good. And so I know that. God is going to bring good out of this suffering. Mm. And so, yeah, that certainly, um, it certainly makes it bearable. Mm. Yeah. So you, going through that thing at your, at your own church would have been difficult for sure. Um, but then you, you're also like kind of growing in your career. What's the kind of next 
point in your life do you think that a turning point we keep becoming to the turning point mm. so it was, I, I don't want to hopefully don't go to a crisis point straight away but yeah. where did you where did you see yourself after that and well I just kind of slugged on um, once I'd ob- obtained this position as a trainee and I was spending six months at uni and um, six months at work um, and I did that for um, kept that up for six years um, and so um, let's see if I finished yeah finished school when I was 17 so I'm um, four years on, or now it's actually five years on, so I was 23 when I started that. No, that can't be right. 22? Yeah, it must have been about 22 when I started that. So finished it, yeah, when I was, no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway, finished it somewhere when I was around about 27. Yeah, okay. Um, and about two, two and a half years through uni was where I met my wife. Okay. Um, was that at church? No, it was not. It was at a. It was at a Christian. I'm seeing out seeing a Christian band at um, <laughs> the uh, S- uh, Salvos place on West Botany Street at Rockdale. Who okay. were you seeing? Um, Who's the band? I can't remember. She and I have talked about it since. No. And yeah, I, I bought their tape actually. They were pretty. It was pretty good tape, and I remember I'd played it. Oh, you're dating yourself there. You bought I the am, tape. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> played it and played it, yeah, and awesome. neither of us can remember the band. Oh, but, really? Um, yeah, I, I met her on that evening. Um, and so yeah, I was I was in I remember I was in second year uni at that time. Do you know what year it was? Uh, yeah, I do. It was not May. It was May nineteen ninety. Wow. Yeah, May nineteen ninety. Yeah, there's a lot of priority paid, and there was a lot of mm. Sydney yep. Christian bands. And yeah, there were. Around that there were. And exactly. I, yeah, well, I was actually in it on one of those Sydney Christian really? bands. Really? Oh, here we That's go. That's very story. Go. Let's go. What band were you in? So I was in a band called Soul Purpose. Oh, awesome. Soul Purpose. Uh, yep, okay. Soul Purpose. And yep. we, we played down at The Rock and we played with Priority Paid. Awesome. We paid, played with a whole heap of um, whole heap of bands of that time. The, the coffee shop era was there. All the, all the, there were a lot of Christian bands around. Yeah. So what's the, sorry, what's the coffee shop era? Is that you played at a whole lot of coffee shops? Yeah, yep, you'd go along to yeah, what would essentially be a, a, um, a, a large event, larger venue that would be able to take a crowd and they would also serve coffee type stuff. They, they, they wouldn't serve any alcohol. Yeah. And so it was really just a, an opportunity for Christians to go to a... a, a and non-Christians could happily go, mm. um, but they could go to a venue where there wasn't going to be alcohol, so that there wasn't going to be violence, um, and they could meet other like-minded people, very likely Christians. Yeah. Um, so tell us about the formation of this band, though. Yeah. So you obviously you you play you play bass at church. I do play, play bass at church. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But yep, you play do you play guitar or bass? So I started yep. playing guitar, mm-hmm. and um, and actually I was in a I was in a band at school. Um, that had uh, there was another guitarist and I so well, there were two guitarists and uh, a singer and a drummer. What uh, covers are you playing then? Because that's um, what you do, right? Oh when yeah. you we were playing, the, playing the Sex Pistols. Oh, awesome. right, awesome. Yep. That's cool. That's so <laughs> well, that was great. Yeah, yep. yep. And um, the other guitarist the guitarist was really good. And so I was kind of demoted to bass. <laughs> oh, no. oh. That's, that's often what happens, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we we were just in we were in year ten at the time. Yep. Yeah, had um, actually we were probably more like in year nine uh, at school. So it was before I went. It was before the Scots period, um, and we did we didn't even have enough money to to buy a bass guitar. And so we actually passed a hat around with all so all of us in the band kind of chipped in, mm. and and bought this bass guitar. And that's cool. There so I was. Cool. So there I was playing the bass guitar, sick in this four-piece band, and um, so we played in talent quests at school, yep. 
And um, yeah, we were we were pretty popular actually. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. just Sex Pistols or anything else? Uh, we know we played some Angels as well. Yeah, yep. and that's yep. a very Getting cool. Some bird. Radiators. Yep. Very cool. Yep, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So then. That's, that's awesome. is that that is so good. Is that what became Sole Purpose, or is that a different band? No, um, the, it was the same drummer. Mm-hmm. So the same drummer. He, um, but um, yeah, the the other guitarist and the singer they were not believers at school, and so after school we kind of kept in touch. But they weren't interested in the the Christian band thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the drummer and I we were at Sylvania Anglican together, and we were kind of we you know, we'd seen all these other bands playing and thought, yeah, you know, we could. Uh, be fun to have a start up a Christian band in this Christ, in this coffee shop scene, mm. and um, yeah, and so we kind of put our feelers out and um, yeah, and got with uh, um, another guitarist who was also a singer and then a keyboard player. That is the best. And um, yeah, and we formed this this four piece band. And you played Sex Pistols. <laughs> <laughs> Sex Pistols at Christian's coffee shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been, been so good. That would have been wild. Yep, yep. Uh, did you have any songwriting duties, or mm. you were just just the uh, bass guy? No, I yeah, I didn't have any songwriting duties. I was just the bass guy. Yeah, yeah. and um, and um, backup singer. Oh, nice, solid. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yep. So you had a keyboardist, a guitarist, the bassist, and the drummer. Yeah, so four piece. Yeah, yep. okay, four piece. Sick. So, like, did you? How many shows did you play? Yeah, so we... It's great fun. Yeah, awesome. we, we did have great fun. Yeah, we yeah. played a whole heap of shows. Awesome. Over a period of... Uh, we were probably together for about three years, maybe mm-hmm. four years. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had T-shirts made. We had a big Sick. backdrop. Do you have any uh, of them? We had, we had groupies. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> what, Christian groupies? <laughs> Christian groupies. Yeah. Yeah, Which yeah. are your, yeah. your girlfriends, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> girlfriends. Yeah. yeah. yeah do you still nice. have any of the merch? I think I do. Yeah, I still have a sole purpose T-shirt. Yes, actually, that is so we good. need you a photo, and yeah. we, we'll get we'll get Dave to <laughs> get edit Dave that in. in. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. Oh, oh. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. He's not here. I was like, he's no, he's over there. He gave me a thumbs up. Oh, oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah sole purpose, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what's Sick. what did you get from that time? Yeah, I'd be really stoked to hear what you thought. Yeah, so we we spent a whole lot of time praying about the ministry, mm. um, and we were um, we would often talk about uh, Jesus as part of the concert. Mm. And kind of you know have a bit of an uh, have a bit of an altar call, you know. Being a band, you didn't go into a lot of detail with that kind of thing, but we we made sure that we were available for that kind of thing because you know people that come along to a band like to go and talk to the band, and mm. and when they did, you know, we, that would be the opportunity for us to talk to them about mm. Jesus. Mm. And so we were definitely um, we were definitely outreach focused, and we were definitely. Um, every band practice, I remember, at the end of every band practice, with ears ringing, mm. we would, uh, we would all, we were the four of us would gather in a group and earnestly pray for people that they would. That's cool. They That's would so come cool. to know Jesus. Yeah. Yep. What um, what would you describe your sound as in Soul Purpose? <laughs> um, what would I describe our sound? It, it, it did have a fairly significant keyboard influence. Mm. Um, there was a fair bit of keyboard, and it wasn't, it wasn't a real grunge. Mm. Guitar-y sound. There wasn't there wasn't any heavy guitar. Yeah. Um, and it was a pretty solid um, solid rhythm section. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Likening likening a it to Christian other version of, Christian which is always a, a silly way to do yeah. it. But oh yeah, Christian version of, yeah, of what? Christian band? version of maybe um, Duran Duran. Okay. So yeah. 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 Oh. Yep. That's heaps of fun. So yeah. you like. Turn hungry like hungry a wolf. Like the wolf. <laughs> yeah, that's Turn into a, into a Christian song. Girls on Girls film. On film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, that's pretty cool. 
I always wished I was in a band. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun. I have zero musical talent. Oh really? But yeah, I tried to learn the bass. I don't have any rhythm <laughs> at no. all. It's really bad, actually. Probably find you need some for the bass. Yeah, well, I, have, I have rhythm. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, my, well, my favorite people in bands are the frontmen. Yeah. So uh, maybe I can see, do my man. my favorite yeah. person in a band is more often than not the bassist. I mm, actually really? they're my favorite person to watch on stage. Because they're very regularly just in their own world, mm. just mm. absolutely loving life. That's true. It's mm. really cool to watch. Yeah. Was, that, was that you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> down, down the back yes. there, not necessarily in the spotlight. Yeah. Although, although singing, I kind of had to be up, yeah, up, yeah, 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 yeah. up front. Yeah. yeah, And I was a real, um, I was a real dancer actually. The guitarist and I, we, we, we were just uh, always yeah. moving. Like that's, that's I, I love that. It's so good. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. And again, that was kind of modelled a bit on a lot of the eighties bands mm. that you saw. Um, yeah, they didn't like to move it. Like yeah, a, it's like a, a kind of strange of way of moving around on stage. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, just kind of keep moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love. Feel free to play some music videos. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> That'd be epic. Um, well, this just has got me thinking about live music because I only like <laughs> I only like bands that are. I found that there's a pattern that I have, mm. <clears throat> but the bands that I really like do like an amazing live show. Mm. Like there's like. There's like there's bands that can play an album, but then they're live and they're like, yeah. Mm. But like mm. when they go live, they're like, it's an extra amazing yeah. um, experience. One of my favorite examples is a band called The Hives. They're like a Swedish rock mm. and roll band, and their music sounds pretty similar. But when you go and see them on stage, it's an ex- it's a serious experience. Like they're, they're just they're so good at getting the crowd involved mm. and that kind of stuff. So that's that's what you got me thinking of. But um. <laughs> Yeah, and I think there's definitely an element to that when you go. It's not just the music. Mm. You're not just their music. You've got to be visually entertaining too. Yeah. You know, yeah, we used to, um, a bit like the, um, there was an old band, the Bay City Rollers, who used to do a mm-hmm. bunch of the guitar moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we, yeah, we used to practice the guitar moves and nice. do a whole bunch of them That's as great. well. Oh, yeah, I wish we had footage of this. Oh, I wish there was footage of this. We That'd need so footage. Good. <laughs> but even they're like, um, like the glam metal bands and stuff they yeah. were all they were all like that mm. too right yeah, yeah. yeah and we'd be dressed in pretty pretty leery shirts yeah. and um and the white sneakers you know black pants with the really white sneakers mm-hmm. and every set we'd change shirts so you know yes. people made comments about wow someone doing all your washing must be pretty busy yeah so it was the, yeah it was the whole experience you what's know the made, made sure there was a good light show all that kind of thing that's heaps good what's yeah. the best show you guys you reckon you guys ever did um, the, uh, we did one up at um, there was a uh, there was a an, a church up at Northbridge that we did um, they, and they had a really good um, uh, really good crowd. It was interesting actually. As soon as you were a church would book you, mm. they kind of a lot of them just assumed that a, crowd, a crowd would turn up, oh, and okay. so you'd you'd get there and there'd be hardly anyone. Mm. And so we actually learned that um, when people would book us. We'd say, right, you know, you know, um, you're going to have to put a bit of work into this. You know, mm. you're going to have to advertise it, yep. um, get the name out, do as much advertising as you can to try and get a crowd along. Mm. And this crowd at um, at Northbridge Church, they'd done a great job of um, of packing their church hall out. Awesome. And we got there, and the place was, yeah, the, we, we played, and it was just packed, and they really <laughs> enjoyed us, and they were um, they were dancing a lot, yep. and there were so many people there that they actually started um, crowd diving. Mm. People would come up onto the crowd and they'd just dive off, yeah. and you know, they, then they'd, they'd kind of <laughs> hand these people back through the crowd and drop them down, and someone else would go up That's and they'd so do good. the crowd thing. They were just having a great time, and in fact, they were they were having such a great time that when we finished our second set, they kept going. They kept. You didn't get. You didn't <laughs> we're like, hmm. Did, were they really here for us, yeah. or were they here for the crowd diving? <laughs> yes, that's the best. 
You added to the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, of course. That's right, yeah. yeah, they were great to play in front of, yeah, yeah. And, and, and just to see how much they were really enjoying it. Mm. And, um, yeah, they, they took it to the next level with the crowd diving. That's the best. So what brought about the demise of Soul Purpose? Yeah, yeah there, the was whole... There a, was there a hard breakup? Like, was no, there wasn't musical a hard differences. breakup. <laughs> yeah, like, like the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the girl no, away. there was nothing I like it like how that. you related yourself straight to the one of the greatest bands of all time. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, you've got you to yeah. have aim high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is yeah. that, shoot yeah. for the moon and... Is it shoot for the, shoot stars, for the stars and you hit the moon? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, the whole that whole eighties coffee scene thing um, just um, mm. it just collapsed pretty yeah. quickly, actually. Mm. Um, kind of abound, you know. You've heard of the Rock down at Cronulla. Yeah. Um, Where is the Rock? Played there. It's at the. It was at the Elephant House. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Which, yeah. uh, for those of you who don't know what the Elephant House is, uh, check out our Cronulla gathering yes. uh, when we're back in person. It's actually at that church, at Cronulla Anglican. Cronulla yeah. Anglican. Mm. Yeah, and where we do church is right where the Rock was. Yeah. it was right in that in that hall. Yeah, oh, there's right. a big stage there, and it was pretty wild. For mm. um, my wife and I went down to the uh, the service down there uh, before lockdown, mm. and um, walked in, and I was like, wow, that was the first time I'd been in there since playing there at the Rock, mm. and I was like, look at this place. It's just the way it was mm. back then. That's cool. Yeah. It was pretty interesting to see. Yeah, yeah see that. Yeah, not not much had changed. So yeah, those old. Odeons. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the music exactly. venues. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. So that whole scene, yeah, it just collapsed pretty quickly. And it's funny, it's funny you ask, because I kind of think back, and I really don't know what the instigator was for why it, why it all collapsed. It was, um, yeah, it must have been, you know, right in the late 80s there. Mm. Right around, yeah, 80, 88, 89, 90 was, yeah, it all just collapsed pretty quickly. And mm. we were, yeah, I, I guess we all kind of moved on. Yeah, grunge took over. Yeah, yeah, the grunge of the nineties took over, <laughs> <laughs> and the rest was history. Yeah. We were too clean cut for grunge. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, Soul Revival started like right in the middle of the grunge era back in nineteen ninety two, I think ninety one, ninety two. You won't see so much grunge doing. doing <laughs> guitar dance moves. Yeah, or right. having bright shirts. Or having bright and shirts. white sneakers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh. um, <laughs> all right. So you've finished up with the. Sole mm. purpose. What, what are you doing next? You were still working yeah. at Qantas at the same time. Yeah, I was still working at Qantas, and and, and I was still dating my now wife. So mm-hmm. she. Sorry, she I always get her name wrong. How do you pronounce it? Deirdre. Deirdre. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Sorry. So um, she and I were dating um, all the way while through I was, while I was at university, mm. and um, and we forget out after after a couple of years that this was the real deal and we were going to get married. But <laughs> um, my my job. And getting through uni was was a, a full time slog, mm. and so um, I kind of made it clear early that I, I needed to get through that before I had time for a, um, a, a marriage. Mm. Um, and she was she was all right with that, and so um, yeah. And it was uh, it was yeah. University was a real slog, and in fact, to, I couldn't do a to do a full load in the six months that I was at university. Um, you, you really couldn't get through and there was actually there was no one that actually did that and so mm. what you would do is take about a three-quarter load um, for that time and then take a quarter load in the evening when I was working that's a lot yeah so so I used to my a, a typical day is I'd be up at 6 30 and I'd go to work in the office at Qantas and then I'd finish and I'd have a, a class that would go from 5 30 to 8 30 in it um in, in a town and then um, after that, I would drive home and then typically hit the books till about one and get between 12.30 and one and go to bed and wake up at 6.30 and do it all again the next day. Yeah, it's a big day. Big, um, big, big days. 
Yeah, so they were huge days and I would get to the weekend and just collapse in a heat. you drink a lot of coffee? No, no. I, I did drink coffee, but um, n- not to excess. In fact, I used to, I used to, yeah, go home, drive, leave home at eight thirty, and kind of hit the books about nine thirty. I used to have a coffee at about eleven thirty, and <laughs> that would, that would get That'd me through. Do it. That yeah. would get me through to one. But yeah. I had no problem sleeping. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. And I look back on it now and think, wow, coffee at eleven thirty at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you got married after that, though. So I got married after that. Yeah. Finished. Yeah. Graduated. Yep. Um, and got married, and um, yeah, and so we stayed. My wife came over. She, um, Dee, had been. Uh, she grew up at um, um, at Lugano Anglican, mm-hmm. not in the Sutherland Shire. Yeah, so she was an import. <laughs> <laughs> we imported her, even though you were an yeah, import that's from right. Melbourne. That is yeah, she was my first girlfriend outside of the Shire. Wild. Yeah, wow. so this was it was a big deal for me. That yeah, is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she was, a, she was an import, but mm-hmm. she saw the light, she saw the way of the Shire and was happy to come in. I just love it. It's just like sound like, yes. you sound like hobbits every time. <laughs> we do. Come back we to really the do. Shire. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's the best. The Insula Peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard it called that. Yeah. It's the best. Oh, very good. That's awful. <laughs> I, I just don't like it how people like that. I oh, know you're only joking, sorry. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm guessing this is a, it's oh, not yeah. a crisis point, but it's probably a turning point no, when you get yeah, married. Yeah, yeah definitely a turning yeah. point. Yeah, yep. So we got married in March of 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, she, she came along to my graduation, which was in April 1994, mm. a month later. Mm. Um, yeah, and then, um, and then we rented at uh, Ingadine for six months. Um, while we were still going to Sylvania Anglican Church. And, um, yeah, because we, we kind of thought, oh, Ingerdine might be a pretty cool place to, to live. Mm. And it was a good place to live, but the problem is it was just a bit too far away from all of our, most of our friends, which were kind of between, scattered between Sylvania and Cronulla. And um, so we ended up buying it um, at South Kirraway, bought a house there. Oh, so nice. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was where we started a family. Yeah, how many, how many kids you've got? So we have three girls. <laughs> so we had three girls... Um, and the first one uh, was in, uh, uh, yeah, we had it while we were living there at, um, at South Kirrawee. What's her name? Laura. Yep. And, um, and then not long after that, um, there was another crisis point. <laughs> we, um, so while I'd been working for Qantas, um, I was doing a whole lot of work with a company up in the Pacific Northwest of the US. So that's a Seattle kind in of area, In the Seattle area, yeah. yep, yep. About an, hour's, about an hour's drive north of Seattle. Um, and uh, that was um, so that I was actually flying up there for work two or three times every year yep. for about three years. And so that company got to know me very well and I got to know them and the mm-hmm. area. And every time I was up there, they said, oh, we could really do with a guy like you up here. And, and, and for most of the time, I was just like, no, no, I'm all, I'm all good. But um, I would talk to Dee about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and eventually there was a bit of the loosening of the soil around, um, around my the roots I put down at Qantas and I thought, yeah, perhaps this would be a good opportunity to go up there. Mm. And so I, was, I went up for one work trip um, and by that time we'd had Laura and I actually took um, Dee and Laura with me and, um, and this gave them an opportunity to see what the area's like and to meet people in the company and, mm. um, and we did some praying about it and decided, yeah, this would be a pretty good opportunity and it's the right time of life. Why don't I quit Qantas and we move up to, we move up to Seattle. Wow. So wow. Washington State. So we did that. Wow. So that's cool. How long have you been there for? So we lived up there for six years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Yep. So did you find a church there? And we did, found a really good church there. Yep. We, we had some contacts back here that knew about a bunch of churches up there. And um, yeah, we found a really good church up there. Um, we ended up going to a Baptist church, mm-hmm. which was really good. Shout yeah. out to the Baptists. Yep, loved <laughs> the Baptist, our time with the Baptist up there. Because yes. the Anglican church in, in the US is a bit old. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Episcopalian. Yeah. Episcopalian, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. A little bit different to what yeah. we're used to here. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So we went, so we had, um, getting back to our kids, so we had Laura here and then um, we had uh, Bethany in, um, she was um, born in the US and mm. then Kayla. Um, 13 months after her. So we had three girls in pretty close succession. Mm. But the younger two are Americans. Yeah. And the oldest one cool. is, is Australian. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing, do they have dual citizenship now? The younger two do, yes. Mm. yes. So they had, um, because they were born there, they mm. got uh, American Get birth it, certificates. Yeah. Mm. And then we had them declared, we applied at the Australian Embassy in Washington, D.C. to have them declared Australians born abroad mm-hmm. based on the fact that their parents were Australian. Yep. And... And on that basis, they were issued with um, the wa- the Australian embassy in Washington DC issued them with Australian citizenship certificates. Great. So the two Very of them cool. have got US birth certificates and Australian citizenship certificates. Very so yeah. cool. There you go. So they're Julies. There you so go. So they're Julies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Again, it's another turning point slash crisis point. Mm, whatever, yeah, you wanna, huge, what, yeah. whatever you want to. Whatever you want to put that, it. Yeah, and that was that was a significant one too. Yeah. It was. That's very um, different to. To moving to Scots College and not having any friends—that's yeah. like yeah, it, it that's was a, whole a little bit yeah, yeah, it was, a, and that was it was difficult settling in yeah. up there mm. too. It was really difficult, um, especially when you have like no roots, like you yeah, say. that's right, that's right. We we had one um, distant contact, um, which was a family that were were quite helpful, mm. um, but it was it, yeah, we really struggled at first, um, and. Uh, we ended up, God was very gracious in leading us to the church he led us to. We'd, we'd, we'd been along to a, a few other churches. Mm. And then um, we went along to this one church. It was um, Northwest Baptist Church. And, um, and as soon as we walked in, we were, we were talking to the minister on the way in. Um, and, uh, and he could hear from our accent straight away that we were different. And he said, yeah. oh, he said, um, what have you guys been up to? And we said, oh, we've, we've just recently moved up here from, uh, from Australia. And he said... Um, and he said, oh, wow, he said, um, you guys must be finding that really difficult. And, and Dee actually teared up at that comment and, and just said, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty lonely. We were both, we're, I had friends from work, but it was especially hard on her because she didn't have that work contact. And, um, and she teared up and the two of us um, got, to ch- got to talking to that, um, that minister, um, pastor as they're known up there, mm. um, after the service. And he said, look, I want you guys to come back to our place for lunch. Mm. And um, and in fact, cool. his wife, um, his wife had set two extra places at their dinner table that morning before they left for church, and she said, "I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm just setting." <laughs> she wasn't something she did regularly. She said, "I'm just setting two extra places when I, I kind of put the meal on." And it was like, "Wow, those two um, those two extra places were for us." Mm. And I'm um, sensing the theme here, like talking about with the spirit moving. In yeah, different ways. yeah, mm. yep, yep, and. Um, and so that was a that was a really great wel- welcome. We went to the pastor's place for lunch, mm. spent all afternoon there, and really felt really felt loved. Mm. And so the ne- over the next couple of weeks, we went to this church, and um, and um, um, it was only within the next couple of weeks that one of the times they said um, after they'd done the first song or two, they said, "Look, stand up 
and turn around and, and talk with someone that you're um, nearby and, and greet someone. And so we st- stood up and turned around and there was this couple there. And by this time, we'd been looking at houses to buy up there. And we got interested in this, in this one house, but we hadn't yet bought it. And we got chatting with this couple. Their names were Rob and Sandy. And... Um, and, and they said, oh, what have you guys been up to? And we said, oh, we're, we're just, um, yeah, we're kind of new in the area and we've been thinking about buying a house. And they said, oh, yeah, have you seen anything you like? And we said, oh, yeah, we've, got, we've seen this one at, uh, in North Heather Place. And they said, oh, yeah, that's right next door to us. We think you should buy it. <laughs> what? And we were just like... That is amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah, we ended up buying that place and he and I ended up becoming prayer partners. Wow. That's really cool. Uh, he's a real, and, and I, to this day, I still pray for him every day. Mm. So w- once a week, we would drive down to the local coffee shop in the morning before work, and we would spend time sharing with each other and reading the Bible and praying. Mm. That's beautiful. And, um, and we just look back on that time, we're just like, wow, God just carried us so much. And we made, mm. um, so having, having struggled when we first went over there, we made such good friends through that church. Mm. And we had this, going over there, we had this two to five year plan. And we said, if we, if we really hate it, we've got to stick out for two years just to kind of settle in and, and make our mind up if it's, if it's not for us. Yep. Um, but the idea is that we think we'll go home um, by, after we've been there for around about five years. Mm. Well, we hadn't been there for 12 months. <laughs> and, and Deirdre, she tossed her hat in the ring and she said, this is so good here, I could stay forever. Wow. <laughs> she really loved it. We made some really great friends. By this time, um, Laura was going we, uh, to a local Christian school mm-hmm. that had a really good culture. They were really friendly. So we loved cool. our church. She'd got in with a mums group, a mothers of preschoolers group. They called them mops, <laughs> and mops. made a whole lot mops. of really That's good the friends best. there. Yep. Um, and yeah, just we just really clicked with the American people. They were just mm. so warm mm. and friendly. Yeah. We just thought, wow, yeah, this is, um, yeah. We but really enjoyed our time there. But so Dee said that she could stay there forever, but clearly you didn't because you're, no, back, you're back here. There was another crisis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was yeah, 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 another right. turning point. How did you uh, – it'd be cool to hear about how you came back to Australia and then also how you ended up at Soul Revival Church. Yeah, so 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 briefly we'd been we, – we kind of roared throughout five years and we were like, mm-hmm. well, what's going on here? We've, we said that we'd only be here two to five years and we've kind of roared through five years and just really enjoying it. Mm. Um, what's going on? And um, and so we started we started praying about it, and um, very shortly after that, I got a new boss at work, mm-hmm. and um, and I I butted heads with this boss. He and I did not get on, um, and so that again was kind of a loosening of the soil. And pardon me, before long, um, I was coming home pretty early, and before mm-hmm. that, you know, I'd been working pretty long days, and they'd be like. Oh, I'm early today. What's going on here? And I'm just like, I can't stand it in there. I just can't get out of there fast enough. Mm. And we realised that, um, yeah, that work was work was uncomfortable for me. And it was it was kind of a, a, a little bit before that we'd had this key conversation, and we said, right, we had this two to five year plan um, to be in the US, um, and we've roared through five years. What are we doing here? And so we said, look where did we want to grow old and the, the, the twilight years of our life? And we said, you know, could that be in the US where we were um, or did we want it to be in Australia? And we kind of talked the, th- the two through and decided it was definitely Australia because that's where we were at heart. That's where both of our f- extended families were. Mm-hmm. So we definitely wanted to grow old in Australia. And so the questions got easier from there. The next question was, okay, do we want to grow old on the other side of the planet from our children and our grandchildren? And the obvious answer is no. And so 
And we realised then, right, we really need to go home before our kids become American. Yeah. (laughs) Because by that time, they sounded as American as apple pie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They sounded like, it was like something out of Sesame Street when I come (laughs) home from work. They were so American. (laughs) And it was around about that time that I got the new boss Mm -hmm. and things went pear-shaped for me at work and we were like, wow, this is just a sign. We've got to do this. Mm. And so we just, we turned our heads for home. And I let it be known amongst certain circles at Qantas that we were... We were ready to come back. I didn't yell it from the rooftops. I just, that if there was a position that opened up mm. and, um, and there wasn't for a while and so we were praying about it and we really weren't sure where this was headed. But then a, a, the, the right position opened up and they, they invited me to apply and the rest was history. I had the right experience and the right qualifications and was the right fit. I'd had, I'd had different experience outside the company so I was able to bring a wider perspective mm. back, to, back to the area that I, I returned to and... Yeah, so, so we went back and we moved back into our old house and I moved back into the same floor on my old building at Qantas. Oh, wow. We were like, wow, did we ever actually go? Yeah. yeah. yeah I was like, was that just a six-year American dream? Mm. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, although we, we pretty quickly outgrew the house and so we realised we needed to get a bigger house. Sure. Um, yeah. And we actually, we actually wound up back at our old church. We didn't think we would. Mm. We'd kind of been happy to leave when we left. Um, but when we came back, it was a very different church. Because um, um, when we left, there, were, there was no kids program. Um, it, had been, it had been struggling a bit and kind of dwindling. Mm. And when we went back, it had had a, um, a new minister had turned up and there'd been a big revival. Um, there'd been a whole, there were a whole heap of young families. There were 70 kids in the Sunday school program. Right, that's a lot. Um, so it was absolutely pumping. Yeah. And we went around to a bunch of different churches and kind of spent some... We sp- did like three mm. three weeks at a bunch of different churches and surprised ourselves by going back to the, the same church, which mm. it wasn't the same church. It still, still had a bunch of the same people. Yeah. But it was a soft landing for us because there were a whole lot of friends there mm. and, and family, as it were, family of God. Mm. So, And that was, that, again, that was a real crisis because it was... Strangely enough, it was, ver- it was harder moving back than it was moving over. And I actually got ch- talking to um, um, our minister there at Sylvania and he said, yeah, it's actually a thing. Um, it's actually a thing. It's called um, reverse... Um, culture shock? Yeah, reverse culture shock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Reverse culture shock where it is, it's yeah. harder to come home because you actually... I think... Uh, and, uh, and we kind of f- came to figure it out. It's you realise that um, you're never going back to that part of life that you had over there. Whereas mm. when you leave home, there's always a part of you that thinks, yeah, I'll probably be back. Mm. Um, but having said that, uh, we've, we've been back to where we lived kind of um, semi-regularly. We haven't been back now for about four or five years, but we're going back every couple of years for a while there. Yeah. Um, and we've kept in touch with friends over there and now we've, now we've got lifelong friends. We That's really, really cool. Yep. So we keep, yeah, we keep pretty closely in touch with all of them. It's very similar to Amy, who was on the last episode, that she moved a lot too and has it like obviously not as old as you, but has similar stories mm. and that kind of stuff mm. that she was she was ready to move at the right time, mm. which is interesting mm. that, that you had that experience. So probably my final question, I suppose, is um, how did you end up at Sorrel Church? Mm. Yeah, so... Um well, we so we'd been back. At, we were back at our old church at Sylvania Anglican, and we stayed there for quite a while. And um, eventually, as our kids grew, um, all of our girls they they initially because they were only little when we came back, they grew up through Sunday school there. Yep. Um, and then yeah, some things changed at Sylvania Anglican. Um, as our girls grew, they went to um, a Christian school here. Mm-hmm. They went to Shire Christian, and they developed friendships and went off to other churches. So they're now at other good churches in the shire um 
and yeah, we just felt that uh, the time had come to move on from Sylvania. We felt that we'd been serving there in our ministries for quite a while, and mm-hmm. yeah, just we'd pray about it and yeah, just feel that uh, the Lord was um, yeah prompting us to move on. And um, yeah, so that was when we just started looking around, and we'd um, and again, yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a slam dunk that we came to Solis. We looked around a bit and yeah. prayed about some different churches, and yeah, by God's blessing, yeah, we kind of wound up here, and, and we've been really happy here. We've been here. We started here at the beginning of 2020, so it's yep. kind of been here almost, almost two years. Okay. Admittedly, an interrupted yeah, two years. Yeah, it's been a pretty wild two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, we're really enjoying it. Yeah, mm. we're loving the community group we're in um, the f- and the friends that we've met, and we're really, yeah, really enjoying it here. Mm, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Surprised at how much we've uh, really enjoyed it, considering it's been so different. Mm. It yeah, has. Oh, it's okay. been a pretty tumultuous few years, and, mm. and mm. it's been – I can imagine it being difficult to – like to 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 not blend in, but to settle to in. Settle in. That's yeah, the word. Yeah. yeah. When when you s- when you can get this opportunity to start settling in, then bam, we're online like yeah, twice. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a pretty hectic um, turn of events. But it's really cool that you've been able to do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I guess you've had a little bit of practice settling into different <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. That's probably yeah. why it's been yeah. a bit yeah. easier. Yeah. The experience. Yeah. 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 And you're very very deliberate about going and talking to people. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and engaging people. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you do that. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Well, just you going and talking to people is a great encouragement. But it's been. Yeah, I think we should wrap it up because we might we might run out yeah. of uh, space on the SD card. <laughs> but. Um, it's been really encouraging listening to you. And I think the thing that I've got out of hearing your stories is that that we need to trust God in all circumstances. Yeah. And as you yeah. said, like you quoted the um, verse from Romans 8 as well, but just um, the fact that whether it's a difficult time or an easy time, if we're trusting God, then there, there will be an answer for us. And yeah, um, I mean, like yeah. I, I was speaking to Amy on the last episode and saying that I'd, I'd, I've never moved anywhere. Like I've stayed in the Shire all my life, except wow. when I was born in Canberra, like Amy was, and then moved up with my family. Were you born right. in Canberra? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't listen to that. Listen to the episode, I man. I haven't listened. <laughs> it only came out this morning. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, I think that's the greatest encouragement I've got from you, John. And I really appreciate mm, you coming on you. And, and telling thank us you. that because I think mm. it's been really fun. And this is why we we do chip lunch mm. it's because yeah. we don't well, yeah, I can see, first yeah, of all your story see. is not boring not at all that's that's what we should find not a boring story might yeah. be the title of this this episode but um yeah i think it's been fascinating do you want to wrap it up ethan anything to add no i was just going to say i thought i had a, i had a title which i really liked oh please I, here's the final it was, title it was i just sure. it was called it um the holy spirit in a crisis in crises yeah, yeah. Yeah. um but yeah, that was that was what I was playing around with in my brain, because yeah, um, I think that was something that we that was constantly touched on. Yeah, it was just true. this that is true. like at every point of, yeah. of oh, whether it be a point of change mm. or mm. whether it be a point of crisis, mm. it was something happened in your life, yeah. something was moved in your life by yeah. the spirit, and yeah. um, whether it be changing churches, whether it be changing countries, uh, it was yeah, it was really cool and um, really encouraging for me um, to see as as someone I'm getting married in January, um, and I've been thinking about how that is a really big change mm. um and yep. it, I, I don't think it'll be a crisis i hope not but um <laughs> no we'll, we'll see yeah yeah we'll see no um it'll be a really big change and i've been really encouraged today thinking about through all change uh god is there and, yeah good and um, bad through, yeah. through good that's and it. bad god that's is it. there um, yeah. yeah and that's a huge encouragement for me. so yeah. thank you very much yeah. i was yeah. i've been yeah it's been awesome that's, that's i mean like to pleasure. wrap it up that it's cool how you're like every time there's a crisis 
go to the Bible, go to yep. God's word, and then yep. pray. Yeah, like that's yeah, every time. That's yeah, that's right. About. That's the same. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's right. right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for coming on, John. All right. Really that's appreciate my pleasure. It. Cool. Um, guys, if you're listening, you can catch our uh, other podcast, The Shock Absorber, on any podcast app or also on YouTube. So check that out if you like. Uh, we uh, also got a couple of digital services that come on. Probably up until at least the end of lockdown, they're coming up on the screen. Oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> we just make these editors work harder. It's great. <laughs> he puts it there every week. He, he does because he does a great job. Thank yeah. you, Dave, again, for editing and producing. Yeah. And um, John, we always like to finish up the uh, episode with one way. So you ready to go? Got it. All right, yeah. ready? Woo! One, one way. way. <laughs>